Hello and welcome to the Top Rep Podcast with me, Dave. Joining me on this fine evening is Blaine and Josh. How's it going? Absolutely buzzing. How about you? I'm I'm happy to be wrong. Hmm. I'm happy to be wrong. <laughs> wrong about what? I'm, well, I'm sure it'll get mentioned that... <laughs> The earliest possible opportunity. So uh, Dave said three like one. Of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So be- before these two dwell on it, I said before the game it'll be three one to Manchester United. Obviously, as we all now know, it was seven nil. Yeah, that's seven nil <laughs> to who? To to, to Liverpool <laughs> Football Club. Um, did, did Man United score three, Dave? They didn't, mate. No. They didn't. No. Did Liverpool uh, score one? They did, and then another one, and 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 another one. So, well done. yeah, I was, um, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I, I like bottom of the prediction league anyway. No, that's still, um, that's Bert Shane, which I think is a bit harsh. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> aren't we doing it on a game like the yeah man. his is his is 0.5 which is crap oh right. um, <laughs> jesus uh but yes you are third than right. then me mm, okay. uh, your points so... per game is shocking <laughs> almost as bad as liverpool's hey i don't make all differences as good though <laughs> So yeah, um, we're coming at you after the 7-0 win. Um, much to talk about, I guess. Much positivity to be radiated before we go to the Bernabeu tomorrow. As we are recording this the day before. We're not going to the Bernabeu tomorrow. We, we, we can if you want to, but we're not planning on it. It's next, next week. We're not? Oh. Is it next week? Next week, yeah. Oh, you've got tickets, but I would cancel the flights if you... <laughs> <laughs> Oh well, that's even better. To be fair, so I, we're, actually, we're actually previewing Bournemouth. I, <laughs> oh fucking hell. yeah! I, I just wanted to get that Real Madrid game out the way and then just have the positivity like carry on for the rest of the season. I didn't really want the Real Madrid game getting in the way. So to find that out as last second as it is, you know, I've got me bags packed and everything. But yeah, so. What do you what 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 do you want to get into first? There's a lot of topics we can talk about. It'd have been really nice if you'd have come up with the topics beforehand. <laughs> no, well, and not just go. What do you want to talk about? Well, no, I've got topics there, but like, who's the? Oh, is this pod admin? Yes, this is pod admin right at the start of an episode, <laughs> which is really quite alarming. <laughs> I want to talk about. Do you know what? I don't think anyone will want to talk about it in terms of because of we kept a clean sheet. But Ibu Kanate is amazing. I thought he was so good. On when do we play them? Sunday. 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 I thought he was amazing. I I actually want to go as far as saying he was probably. Like up there with our best player, just because of how calm and solid he was, especially in the second half. But he didn't have to do much. But yeah, it was 
him and Van Dyke was just a, a huge foundation. I think they only got really exposed once for that Rashford chance in the first half. Um, was that the squared one? Yeah, when he passes it straight to Allison, like most informed strikers should do. Um, but yeah, I thought yeah that, that the defense they've been much maligned this season. So you know, credit where it's due for uh, a performance that they that they put out on Sunday. To be fair, we've not seen much of them two as a as a pair really, uh, which is probably points into a lot of the uh, troubles we've had this season in terms of the lack of key partnerships on the pitch, which I think was. Uh, what showed on Sunday, the, the front three as a partnership and the, the back two were, the, were what won us the game, I thought, in terms of... Can, can, sorry, can a three be a partnership? Yeah, because I've said it. Um, <laughs> Are we not a partnership? I, th- I thought partnership was two people, like your partner. Oh. No, well, no. You could be like a, in a partnership with more than... Oh. Okay. Fair enough. Like if you swingers, you know... Yeah, like that. That's that's mm, that's just an orgy. Are we an orgy? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so as I was saying, yeah, I think the, um, <laughs> I think the partnerships is uh, there's the title has been has <laughs> been key to us getting back on form. Um, and yeah, uh, I think a lot of the systematic issues we have are, are, can still be um, are still there in ways, but when you have Canati and Van Dijk especially, it does cover up a lot of your weaknesses and I think they'll be key in the running uh, as long as the, the front three seeming to hit form in the last four or five games as well. I think that was the, uh, and the introduction of Cody Gakbo to, uh, to everyone on Sunday as well, which were my main takeaway I think from the game, is how good he was. I thought it was yeah. the, irony, the irony that he scored his first goal from the left. After we've just, you know, been talking about him being like the Firmino replacement and he goes and does that as a first goal, which we, we kind of, we've called for quite a lot this season, haven't we, that rotation rather than just staying in their positions. So, uh, yeah, it was nice to see him score from the left down through the middle as well. Yeah, I mean, going back to what you were saying, Josh, about the defence, as as much as it was a 7-0 win, it was a, it was a win that had its foundation on how much we were better defensively um, especially the midfield and how, how well we pressed as well I, I, you know what I, I'd love to credit them but I, I saw some numbers I should, really should have took a note of it after the Wolves game that we're saying essentially it was one of the best pressing performances in the league this season especially from Harvey Elliott and we seem to have continued that into this game which is massive um, because those pressing numbers, those defensive numbers have been at like mid-table level all season and that's been one of the main issues that we've been having defensively but to see a coherent press, to, to see patterns of play as well I mean, in the first half against Wolves I thought we were forcing a bit too much down the right side but we seem to be having that kind of smoother build up down that right side Um, that's where we're causing that overloads and then we seem to break more over on the left side. And as Sam Maguire pointed out in a nice little thread today, I've seen um, 
is it Michael Cox as well, points out that we, we went to a bit of a box midfield with Salah and Nunez pinning their defence back and then Elliot and Gakpo picking up the holes in between the lines and that's probably something that we saw against City as well. Was it City when we played like the... Oh no, it was Arsenal, wasn't it, when we played the... Um, Basically a bit of a 4-2-4 kind of thing. Mm. Um, which seems now that we've got the forward options back might be um might be what, what we're looking at going forward. And uh, Elliot in the last couple of games has been absolutely massive. Um in fairness to him. It does look more stable though, doesn't it? <clears throat> I think we've it's it's been quite noticeable that it looks more of a two in midfield with Elliot. Well yeah, it looks like he's not being shoe warned in, doesn't it? Like, yeah, be, be, beforehand, it was just like he's, he's playing this kind of awkward 10 8 role. Um, and then when you saw Henderson playing on the right side of the midfield, it was a bit more fluent because he seemed to, to fit it a bit more. He was going out wide and overlapping with Trent and, and this stuff. And Elliot always just, I don't know, but it, it if we're looking at it now, um. I mean, I don't know what they've been trying all season in comparison to now, but um, it certainly looks, yeah, as you said, a lot more stable. It might just be they've, they're starting to get it right. Well, we've had a lack of options as well, but I don't really yeah. think that's an excuse for just how bad we've been. Uh, um, I mean, we, we've... Cer- we, certainly no excuse for how lazy we've looked. I mean, we've banged the drum. All season about, let's be honest, the manager's been one of the worst performers of the season. Um, I'll stand by that, even if we do get top four. Because I think a lot of the issues, okay, maybe not like the Champions League and stuff like that, but a lot of the issues we've had in the league, especially being preventable. But, you know, you look at Canate coming back in the team and how much more settled we look with him in the team. You're not having these two, three glaring errors per game from the likes of Gomez and Matip that we've been having recently. And it just shows everything up. Allison's not having to make two or three saves a game to keep us in the bloody game. And um, all of a sudden, you know, if any result was going to turn this season on, I'd said it was going to be a big win against United. It's the biggest game of the season, I think, by a mile. It's probably the biggest game of the season we'll have, as much as every game's going to be massive now, obviously, because it's getting to the point of the season where we're fighting for your life. But, um, but yeah, it's it's just mainly reassuring to see how solid as a, as a unit we are all of a sudden. It's not a reassuring thing. Going into next season as well. Yeah, five clean sheets in a row in the Premier League. Yeah, I kind of think that with a bit of a pinch of salt because we should have conceded against Newcastle, but... Yeah. but I think Wolves games... and Palace looked a lot more, yeah. I mean, obviously, we, we tried to let Palace score, but <laughs> Palace didn't create much from their own actual play. with more uh, sloppiness. But I think we've actually looked better in the past two or three. United are always going to create some chances against you, but... I think, um, I can't remember if it was someone said it on the pod or on Twitter, but the actual additions of Canati and Nunes in the team just allow us to push so much further up the pitch and keep further up the pitch because we can pin teams back. 
and they also just add that that pace and power to the actual starting eleven that we've we've really lacked when when they have not been in the team. So I think those two specifically have been the ones for me when they, when they've been in the team, you've seen um, an upturn in form from us. It has to be said, what one thing I'm willing to hold my hands up on is how wrong I was, well, potentially will be anyway, about Gakpo. I, I understood he was an intelligent presser, but is it me or has he looked a bit more intense as well? Mm. Um, He's up to speed, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I, I was a bit hasty. I honest. think he's looked a bit passive. I think Palace was one of those games where he just looked a bit passive to me. He did all the, the pressing and everything like that, but it's when you get on the ball to actually show the quality that we, you know, we've seen in him at PSV, and if he can translate that to Liverpool. But I think, especially the the, the two goals he scored um, against United, it's exactly what you wanted to see that next step. Because obviously, understanding the pressing, everything's important, but you need you need that other side as well. And I think that United performance were pretty much. A perfect one from him in what you want in that role. So I was really impressed with uh, with him on Sunday. Yeah, I, he. What 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 was the issue with with me is he wasn't up to speed in terms of you know just the the tactical stuff when we had the ball, which I understood, but he just seemed a bit lost without the ball. And maybe he was lost, um, and it was just me interpreting it completely differently, which is. My bad, um, but yeah, no. As as you said, I th- he was brilliant. He looks like he could be that uh, heir to the Firmino, false nine throne, um, and it there's there's just so much potential there. Whether I was, I, I think I was speaking to Shane. Um, he's got so much potential in the air as well. He's so good with his feet, but in the air, like there seems to be so much untapped potential because he looks like a. Duck out of water, even though he's six foot four. I actually um, thought that about the team that lined up on Sunday. It was actually a, a quite a massive team from us, really. Not loads of big players, don't he? Yeah, but we've not. It's been like this season. It seems to have not been. You know, we've Canada being out, and obviously with a lot of Thiago and Bajetic and Elliot playing, the team would have been quite small at times. But it helped that they were playing. Um, what's it, Martinez? But yeah, we did look a a, a huge threat in the air. Yeah, so do you want, I mean, do you want to get onto the goals? I guess and go through the goals. So the first one, Robertson plays in Gakpo, cut inside. I'm not really sure what Varane was doing. Kind of I'm just not went, sure what any of them were doing. Kind of just went okay, go ahead. Um, let Gakpo onto his right foot, and that ball striking technique that stayed hit. Yeah, it's absolute quality as ball striking technique. It's he's done, he's done well to bend it in with his laces. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was so composed, so composed in that moment because he kind of goes for it and then kind of readjusts and goes for it again. Um, and yeah, as you that that was the best way to probably explain it. It just stayed hit into the bottom corner. Yeah, yeah absolutely no chance. Um, but I think that goal served as an example, as it's not easy to defend how Liverpool have defended over the last few years mm. because a, a lot of what people were saying to disregard Liverpool's defence was oh you've got the midfielders covering the full backs and, and all this nonsense did you see Fred on that goal? yeah Fred was a right back yeah 
well, he, t- he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. And then, as became a theme in the game, Varane and Martinez getting dragged into wide areas, it's quite hard to defend when you're isolated, isn't it? As, you know, they they, they found out it's, it's great being a unit, but if you want to come out and be as good a team as United inevitably want to be, you're going to have to leave your players isolated in those um, situations, and United got absolutely showed up, I think, in that regard. Um, so the second... Which one was the second goal? They're Nunez. all mixed up in my head. Nunez's header. Oh, yeah. It's in the second half. So Nunez... It was also, sorry, the... first goal, perfect time to score, and was the... The first time you, I think we've really seen the mentality switch from when we've, and maybe Wolves as well, when you've huffed and puffed and it's not happened, we've given up. Well, not given up, just we've accepted we're not going to do it. We'd huffed and puffed in the first 20 minutes. Nothing happened. United then gave a good, a good go 15 minutes and arguably could have scored twice. But then we still went up the other end and, you know, it was a couple of minutes before half-time going one up. It was just... You could see that it kind of knocked a little bit out of United and none more so than the start. Obviously, they make it to the second half. Well, yeah, the, the, the second goal was perfect as well. In the time, because it just completely threw their game plan out the window. Quick one. After the game, Gary Neville was saying United were the better team. Am I crazy for thinking they weren't? I think you were just a bit rattled if you, if you watched the... Uh... Post-match guy coverage. Graham Sooners was a, a man on a mission to uh, <laughs> rattle Gary Neville one day. So whatever, yeah, he he was was saying, whatever he was saying, I, I don't think it was. Uh, you can take it with much. Uh... I've, I've I've also never heard the word disgrace in a man accent quite as much as I did <laughs> the night. No, it wasn't just Neville. To be fair, I've, I've I've seen a bit of a narrative outside Liverpool circles that they were the better team, which. I think they had a good first half, but I'm not really sure what... It's kind of how games go. You've seen a lot of teams have, you know, ride the first 20 minutes and then, you know, naturally fight their way back into the game a bit. And they did have a few chances, but I still think they looked... I think they looked a lot more open than was um, commented on in the first half. I think you said about the Nunes chance was a really good chance uh, where Martinez just gets a deflection on it, I think, at the near post. Um but there were, I think it was just the final ball in the first half that stopped us maybe getting one or two. But second half, as soon as, soon as we actually gained momentum and got on top of them, it looked like we could just score at will. Um, United just seemed a bit... It, it looks all a bit too much based on confidence a bit for me. Um, and I'd like to see if it carries on, if they keep conceding first, how how, how they go on in their games. But, but yeah, I didn't think they played as well as was uh thoughts about. Yeah, I th- I think the rest of the games Rashford scores that chance, doesn't he? Yeah, true, yeah. And and that's that's the difference really. Rashford's radness am- amazing run of form, albeit. Um and to be honest, it's unlike him not to show up against Liverpool. Isn't it? Um well, he's, he's actually Am- never scored at Anfield, has he? Mm. I know, but he's normally a f- fucking pain in the ass though, isn't he? I think he was, but I think that were more. I think last time he was was really 
when was it? 20. Oh, he scored against us this season, didn't he? But before then, I think it was 18, 19 when it last time he scored past us. I don't know. I, might... I, I just always have nightmares of... I think he had two back-to-back performances against Trent at Old Trafford. I think there were the Mourinho days, though, when he when he had the... Was it two against Trent? Uh, might have been. I think so, yeah. But yeah, I think it was quite similar to... Uh, they played Leicester a few weeks ago, and in the first half kind of mirrored that a bit. Uh, Leicester on top, they should have scored, and United got the other end with Rashford. And then as soon as they scored, United, they took control of the game and ended up breathing through 3-0, but... I think the warning signs have been there a bit. And I think we, what I liked about our performances, I think we spotted where the gaps were second half um, and then exploited it from there, which is something we've not really been great at this season. Our coming back out after the first half, I think, as Josh said, we've kind of, when the momentum's been wrestled against us, we've not been able to fight back in games and win it back. So that's what was really impressive for me. Yeah, no. Um, so, yeah, second goal, Nunez. Probably one of the scrappiest goals you'll see this season. Um, header off Harvey Elliott. Elliott gets the reward for his persistence. Josh, Darwin, his performance. Wonderful. <laughs> what, a, what a man. <laughs> I love him. You know what? I thought he wasn't the best in the first half. Um, I thought... <laughs> He was, you always kind of, if we're not winning, you always earmark the one of the front three that's going to go off for Jota or whoever. Um, I think he was the one I had earmarked anyway. Um, but yeah, go on. What, what, what did you think of his, um, his performance overall? I loved his little kick out of Luke Shaw. Um, I love Salah stopping them from Ebola. Yeah, because <laughs> there was a red card coming there, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, it was just, yeah, it was his flexibility for him and him and Gakpo's flexibility was what really impressed me. Um, and Nunez's obviously his work rate is is well up there, but he was disciplined. You could tell. I think he's actually he's not just a a chaos merchant. He's very he's quite an intelligent guy. Until obviously the red mist quickly descends. But yeah, I thought as part of a unit, all three. Were, were just fantastic and uh, I don't think any one of them deserves more praise than the other I thought they were they were all a 10 out of 10 all clinical in that second half but you know David De Gea's had eight shots on target at him on on Sunday and one of them was Harvey Elliott curling one into his arms from 30 yards so we've been absolutely clinical out there and I think all credit to Firmino when he came on he kept the intensity up. You could tell he really wanted a goal. I think everybody wanted him to score. Um, but yeah, as, as a unit, the attack were just were, were fantastic. And I think they, they knew they could do that because they had a a midfield performance that was actually there this season, which just hasn't happened often enough. I thought the, the three in midfield were, were, were brilliant too. So you can't have an effective attack like ours if you don't have the three or two and a half behind. Uh, backing it up. Yeah, so that's goals for Darwin Nunez against Real Madrid, Manchester City, Napoli, Ajax, Arsenal, Spurs, and Man United. That's 
pretty good going, especially for a shit Andy Carroll line. Well, you didn't say Fulham. Well, no, I didn't. That's the most important one. To, to, to be fair, Craven Cottage is a pretty ruthless place to go this season, so I probably should have included that. You've got a good point. Um, and he's still, well, when I checked after the game, anyway, he's still averaging over one expected goals slash expected assist per 90 as well, which is just absolutely absurd. And it's higher, actually, than what he was averaging at Benfica last season. Because you have the benefit of FB ref now having um, Portuguese league data, so yeah, he's he's a he's a pretty frightening player. He brings all the chaos, but yeah, I, I'm I'm glad to see him kind of proving styles was wrong. I think. One thing is he was, as you were mentioning about his work rate, but I think he was trying to work a bit too hard earlier in the season. I think his fitness level's gone up, so he, he can he can actually run as much as he, he wants to run. Obviously, I think he'll get there, probably take until next year for the um for the PEDs to properly kick in. Hmm. But um, but yeah, no, I I think. Yeah, it, it it it's gonna be probably an episode where we're just repeating the same thing over and over and over again. But yeah, he, he looks to be improving on what was already a pretty high floor. Um, it's the first time he's really played in a settled front three this season as well, because we've not really well not really had one either. They've all been injured, or um, he's had to play with either like an Elliot or a Chamberlain out wide. So it's the first time they've had he's had a chance actually. Kind of create a partnership with with Salah and and Gakpo at the same time, so I think that helps as well. And I think the, I was actually surprised in a way that he chose Gakpo over Jota. I think I thought he would after Jota started midweek, but I think it shows the the trust he has in him. And I think those three at the minute um, would be my first choice front three for the for the games coming up too. Mm, mm. Yeah, no, no, I wholeheartedly. Agree, but it was probably one of the first times that we haven't just wholly relied on him as well. Like the burden was shared across the front three. It wasn't like we're just relying on Nunes to get on the end of everything and you know lead all the transitions and stuff like this. I think we saw apparently, according to some United fans I've spoke to, it's a bit of a theme that they, they tend to give space in transitions. I'm not too sure. Um, to be honest, I don't really like watching United that much. But um, I I don't know whether it was just the burden being spread across the three which created space for them. Well, four, really, you could probably say, because Elliot was getting forward just as much, and that might be a, a part of it as well. But, um, but there seemed to be a lot more space opening up for Salah as well, um, Blaine. What did you think about Salah's overall performance? We're, go- we're going to touch on the two, um, well, the three braces. So, you can I, have the Kings. I, my favourite part of his performance, I think it was about 75 minutes. And you could just see him. I think he took on Bruno Fernandes and then took on Luke Shaw and then got fouled. And he just stood up and smiled. And you could just see how how, fun, how much fun he was having. Um, I, think, I think Luke Shaw got took off uh, not long after that, I think. But, yeah. It was. It was. I think it was a bit similar to the Everton game where he 
you could just tell he was the best player on the pitch. Once he'd scored that goal, you could just see the class who's out of him. And I think there's been times this season where, a bit like you said, Renoun has been too much pressure and burden on him. And I think he's a player who can take it, but I think it's been too easy for teams to maybe try and almost stop him in games and um, protect protect him in, in a way of not letting him get on the ball in dangerous areas. But when the front three are all together and on fire like they were on Sunday, you could see um, the class in him. And I still think there's been talk of him being um, past it and all that, but I still think he's the best player in the league for me. Um, I thought he was outstanding. And I think if we, I think obviously going forward, I like this partnership, but I think you need to you need to make sure that he's get he's getting the space and he's with Nunes because I like what as you said those two being the focal points. I think it works really well in terms of being able to pin back the opposition and get him into space and then let Gakpo operate in that kind of Firmino-ish role. Um, so yeah, I thought it were really good and the, and the two finishes as well. I mean the first one. I can't remember last time I saw Salah actually strike a ball at over 10 miles an hour. It feels like every <laughs> every shot he's had has been just something that rolls into the keeper's hands. So that was my favourite part. That, of it's, a... that, it's that one where he um, he should obviously push it across the keeper. Just tries to go for the near post and the keeper just yeah. stands there. We've seen that every game this season. But they were both with his right foot, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. I think, well, I can't remember the second one, but the first one definitely was. Yeah, well, oh yeah, the second one was the one that got blabbing off. The second one was the one that, yeah. And he just has no time to react and just swings his right foot at it. Yeah, yeah. definitely meant it, though. Yeah, yeah. I actually didn't know that he'd um, broke the record. I completely forgot in the madness of the game. I was completely confused why he took his shirt off and thought, why not? It's 6-0, but I, I completely forgot he broke the record at the time. Yeah, he obviously knew, but I don't think anybody in the ground knew either because it was coming up on the scoreboards, like goal salad, and then there was something else. Everyone was going, what the fuck's that saying? Um, <laughs> but, and then VAR nearly ruled it out, and that was the whole thing. And Yeah, but I could not tell what they were checking for. It was offside, apparently. Yeah, but they were off- checking for offside of Firmino, but I don't think oh. Firmino was involved. He got, the ball thumb, didn't he? he got the ball kicked it? against him. Yeah, well, I, thought, I, I thought you had to make a, I thought you had to make an um, what is it, a, an actual attempt for the ball, but fuck knows. I mean, yeah, no re- referees just aren't. Um, he was aren't terrible, wasn't he? I, I can't say anything. Otherwise, Daniel stories. <laughs> um, army army are gonna come after you. Army army are gonna come after me, yeah, because referee defender Daniel Story took issue with me actually criticising the referee performance after winning 7-0 because apparently you can't do that but um, but yeah so I, I I can't say anything but you can if you want I mean the the the, the Salah Martinez thing in the first half I have not been as angry over a fucking refereeing decision as that in a long time I just yeah it, it baffled me it's just typical more Salah uh, refereeing though isn't it really he just doesn't get decisions, it seems like. But I, but I think team... Arsenal fans are probably watching that going, oh, for fuck's sake, we're going to have to put up with that with Saka for fucking years, aren't we? <laughs> I just, just thought it's the uh, refereeing performance in the Wolves game was equally as bad, if not worse. Yeah, it was, yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 I don't think it's any sort of... Um, 
uh, kind of coincidence or surprise. It, it's just kind of the standard refereeing is just that poor at the minute. They're just losing control of games. They're, they're I think they're it. almost scared to give decisions because yeah. of VAR. They seem just they don't referee. They let VAR referee the game and then just kind of stand there and oh, and and sometimes like the Fabinho one, which he probably was looking to get rid of, not get a red card, but he just didn't know what word to give the foul. It seemed like he was going to give it to us at first, and then he give it to Fabinho, and then he gave it to. Like he was reacting to the crowd. Yeah, it, their it fans like went off first, and our fans went off. It seemed like he waited for which player got up first. Fabinho got up first, so he committed the foul. And then he booked him. And then the badge stitch booking. Oh, my God. Anyway. Yeah. But no, it's... Yeah. I'm, I'll, I'll save it for a game when we get more frustrated by the referees because it's not going to change. I mean, Bruno didn't even get any... I mean, this is on, on topic, but Fernandez didn't even get any punishment for pushing the assistance. And it's like, how are you expecting them to respect... Anybody when they're not getting punished. Well, alas, I've probably said too much. Stories, um, ears are probably pricked up somewhere near Nottingham. Josh, you might be your neighbour. Don't live in Nottingham. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Where, where do you live, Josh? Birmingham. No, I live in Newark, which is 20 miles away from Nottingham. Oh, so Nottingham. Okay. Nottinghamshire. Great. Enough. Oh, there we go. Um, but yeah, I mean, if if, if we went through all the goals, we'd probably be here. I'm just looking up Daniel, who Daniel Story is. I don't know who know this person is, but he's a professional referee defender. All oh, right. Okay. Just look at the last five letters of his surname. <clears throat> I don't get it. Wee. I don't get it. I didn't think you would say Tory. Ah, wait. Well, you don't actually get it. All right, okay. <laughs> no, I wasn't taking the piss. Dave can't count. <laughs> Listen, it's a fucking Tuesday. <laughs> All the endorphins have just been flowing for two days. Everyone's just been tweeting on the timeline 7-0 <laughs> randomly. <Yeah. laughs> It is the seventh today, isn't it? Yeah. Have, have yeah. you seen some of the uh, some of the copium from United fans about how the seven 0 isn't that bad? Oh <laughs> yeah. Once, yeah. Once it gets past a certain point, it's it's a freak result and it doesn't really matter. Yeah. You know what? If it if it's under six and you get a goal, and it's, you 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 don't like not score. It is a freak result, fair enough. But when it gets to seven and you don't score. You've just got to hold that. You've just got like, oh, all we've been hearing is this narrative about how Ferdinand was peddling the Bellingham should come to United because they're on the up and Liverpool are on the down and all this shite. They just don't learn. <laughs> it's like they Arsenal. They're, they're like Arsenal fans, aren't they? They're getting like what they took the piss out of Arsenal fans for being and Liverpool mm. fans. Like they just need to relax. Just let things happen. <laughs> It's not even as though they've not been in the Champions League or not finished second in recent years either. I can't believe there even there was talk about them being in the title race. I don't even know yeah. where this came from. Yeah, so fuck knows, but certainly not now. I made a bet with the United fan and work for twenty quid. That oh, that'd be the, that they won the league. league. Yeah, and he, <laughs> he said they would. Fucking easiest twenty quid I've made in my life. They're creeping up, aren't they? You know. 
How many years is it now? <laughs> That's um, probably about 10, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, 2013. They'll be up there in terms of drought if Arsenal win it. I mean, obviously Tottenham don't count, so. When Arsenal win it. If Arsenal win it. Tell you what, they've still got to come here. <laughs> We're going to have a big say in the title race. We are going to have a big, big say. Can't wait until we win it. Imagine that. Everyone, oh, everyone I, I, I'm, I'm really starting to think we're going to beat City at the Etihad this season just because it won't, won't mean anything. Until <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have to go there and not win. We're going to turn up and just 3 0 them. Well, we'll I, was the last half 12 we played there the Edison game or have we played another one since? Because I can, uh, I can see Nunez is. getting red carded or something, just like Manny did. No, I think you're right, yeah. For just some Harland. Oh, yeah, just some utter madness Nunez moment. <laughs> Punches Guardiola. Oh, yeah. Of course oh, well, you have. To, to be honest, I wouldn't mind Guardiola getting a bit of a decking, but... I have a whip round, <laughs> pay is fine. <laughs> Through the away end. Just go around with a jar. <laughs> Yeah, so overall, how to be happy? Can't believe it wasn't a disgraceful. No, what after the fourth goal? It's I... the same old shit every week. It's the same old shit every week. Yeah, after the fourth goal, I just didn't even celebrate anymore. I was just laughing. Oh, They're the best. Yeah. They're the yeah. best games when you just laugh. They did another um, Alex Ferguson and Kenny Dalglish sort of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a bit that there was about there was thirty seconds between it, but Ferguson like gritting his teeth and shaking his head, and Dalglish having a laugh with his son. It was brilliant. <laughs> Gerard was there as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he probably thought he scored one. Future PSG manager Stephen Gerard, Stevie me. Yeah, no. Any other standout performers, Robertson? Probably the main one for me. Henderson? All of them. All of them. Yeah, all of them. Allison were a bit, you know, trying to do his little dancing on the ball act, but other than that... Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Jesus. Ah, we just need to stop using them as much as we are. Yeah, just boot it. Boot it, mate. And nobody's, he's obviously getting told not to. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> You just the think when, 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 when the middle to the left-hand side of your attack is an average height of six foot three, you've got a good chance of winning the header. Uh, when, he, when he does boot it, half the time it ends up in a, a goal for us as well at the yeah. minute. So. Every time he does one of them goal kicks, you're waiting for him to slip. When he doesn't slip, it's, there's no point in even following the ball. He never he never makes a good good kick without fucking slipping. But yeah, no. He, um, whenever he gets the ball, the bear the ball next week. Makes a change as a positive from a slip for Liverpool players for once. All right, mate, no, why'd you have to mention Too soon. Too soon. Josh. Too soon, what? We're happy. We're talking about a 7 0 and you're bringing up. Hey, that. hey, hey, hey. I'm so happy now. I reckon we'd, be, we'd knock uh, Real Madrid out. Oh. Well, you said it. Well, yeah, we're going to have to talk about the Real Madrid game oh, anyway. Um, but yeah, we're so. We're not talking about Bournemouth. Well, we're going to... Nah. Yeah, but it'll be about five minutes. It'll be their shite. We're good. 6-0. Off we go. It's a Saturday half-twelve game. We all know what's going to happen. 6-0, and then we get beat like we did at Forest. 1-0 to Bournemouth. I think the big question, right, how much do you rotate on Saturday? 
Uh, no, I think the league, the priority, in all honesty. Do you? Yeah, do, we not, do you not? Do you not think we've got, or Klopp thinks we've got a little chance? Yeah, we've got a we chance. But... You've got to remember, it's the worst team in the league. Well, one of. And with, there's a 17 day break between the Real Madrid game. So yeah, I don't, I don't think he rotates much. I mean, he does like using Navicator against. I can uh, see Jota, Firmino, Salah. Salah as a front three. Firmino, he likes against Bournemouth as well. No, I don't want that. No, I think they they crush Bournemouth anyway. I know. Well, we did score nine past them the last time. Yeah, Bashatic, Elliot, and I don't know. Well, who do do you want to start the burn about and work backwards? We're not rotating the entire 11. What we did against United at the burn about. You want that? Okay. There's so much time between half 12 on Saturday. And on eight night. o'clock on Wednesday night, we do we not have, no have to rotate. Right. Well, when Salah's legs hanging off, Dave, I hope you're happy. When? When? Well, I'm not going to say what I was about to say because we never rest Salah anyway, unless we play in Everton. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised we didn't side Dom Solanke back on loan for that Everton game. <laughs> as long as long as the profiles are similar to the profiles I played. The other day, so we can keep on with this box. I think he might get another ninety out. Well, another sixty out with Jota. I think because he he still looks a bit. Um, I think you'll see well, maybe Jota for Nunez, maybe um, for me, you know, for Gakpo. I oh, don't Dave, think you're gonna get Dave, Salah rested. Dave, I went. I literally said Salah for me, no Jota front three. You went, Ugh. yeah, I don't Ugh. want that, but that's what I think Ugh. we'll see. <laughs> Oh. I thought we were going to get beat 3 1. What the fuck do I know? Does that mean we see any Joe Gomez as well? Or... Oh, no. Unless he's, wearing a, unless, unless he's wearing a Bournemouth shirt. Yeah, unless we're fucking <laughs> dropping them off and fucking off. No. Mighty <laughs> matter. Curtis, Curtis Jones in the Elliott role? No. It'll Robert, be Cater. Roberto, Roberto Fabino in the Elliott role? It'll be Cater of anything. Yeah, go on. Cater's injured. Why don't we play it? Yes. Are you messing? He's injured. He'll be back. He, he likes playing Bournemouth. He'll be he, back. Missed, he missed the United game with a knock. You take the piss. No. And you know what? I have this reaction every time he gets injured, you know. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't believe it. And then I look and they go, oh, yeah, the fuck it is. I mean, he missed the first United game because he fell out of nowhere, apparently. Fuck <laughs> said so. If he's done that again, then he might be He's got a knock. Oh my god. Flop's first quote though. He just fell. <laughs> he just fell. It was just on his ass. Oh my god. It makes it sound like he's got out a window. <laughs> he just fell. I bet they just play around him. I bet they're not used to it. They just play around him in train. <laughs> just like a cone. <laughs> just like a fucking training cone. Oh my god. I was he injured again. Jesus Christ. It's it's not very exciting, Bomb, so I'd rather talk about Madrid. Well, yeah. Well, we've got to get a. Well, first of all, we've got to get our predictions in. So, are, are we going to do an absolute forest where we all predict well, like four nil? I just thought we were going to do Madrid next week. That well, means Wednesday. Don't to... talk, isn't it? Yeah. Is it? So we may as well record on the Thursday. Pod admin, by the way. Yeah. It's, it's it's a Tuesday today, and we're recording. Just saying, it's not like we're. <laughs> well, yeah, no, we haven't got a midweek game though. Yeah, but if if we get beat by Bournemouth, are we going to have the same positive attitude for the Madrid game? 7-0 Real Madrid if we get beat by Bournemouth. 
Four nil Liverpool if we beat Bournemouth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Gary O'Neill's gonna give us a um an upper order down there. But yeah, go on. Get you get, get we'll we'll sort it out, but get your score predictions in <laughs> My god, I'm just doing some formatting of the spreadsheet. Oh well, Sorry, right. I'm ready. Well, love go. pod admin, fucking sheet admin. Where where are we up to in the uh, the league? So I didn't know I don't know your predictions from the last episode with Shane because I didn't listen. So I've not done those yet. But without that, do I, to be honest. What's really funny is Dave has got half his points in one game this season. What game was that? Newcastle, you predicted would win 2 0. Did I? Yeah. So you got ten points for that. You're on twenty altogether. So I predicted two was that the away game? Yeah. And and then I predicted three fucking. Right, okay. Go. So uh you have a point per week. Score of one point two five. So is he above me now? Blaine, you're on one point six, so you're clear of Dave. Wait, and... hang on, what? Are we not? Are we not going off the actual points? We're doing it off points per week. We're doing off points per week because of Shane. No, oh. no, I've just, I've just been going through the points per week. I didn't know no. we were doing it off points per week. I'm doing both, so oh, you're okay. only, you've, you've, you've had six less predictions than Dave, and you're only four points behind. <laughs> so 16 20 30 blaine dave me but blaine's 1.6 and i'm 1.875 if we predict for for palace and wolves i'd have been not do that you and shane and dave would have done that i wasn't there i can't remember what i did i think we did but i can't remember it didn't count or did we yeah, oh, anyway blaine bournemouth Oh, why do I have to go first? Can we go with bottom to top or top to bottom? Yeah, so you are bottom. So <laughs> you're going first. <laughs> am I? I thought it was second. Oh, you're bottom of the total points. So <laughs> you're bottom of the total. Um... <laughs> I can't wait till he predicts 1-0 Bournemouth, Dominic Solanke, highest XG chance or whatever. <laughs> 4-0. Oh, wow. And I'm gonna wait, Where are Bournemouth's with... goals coming from? Blanky <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, is that good? Oh, who scores? You can't say Salah. I can't say Salah. No, because you said him last time. That's a rule. I, don't I can't even think of any Bournemouth players to take the piss out of. Why don't Why don't we do it when the lineups announced? or know who's starting for Liverpool. Can I say a strike? Can I say number nine? You want You want the false nine? Yeah. Okay. So Gakpo slash Firmino. Yeah. Okay. So whoever starts, okay? Yeah. You can't have them coming off the bench. What if they both start? Uh, I'll ask yeah. you I'll ask you at kickoff. Which whoever, whoever on Fot Mob is the centre of the three. <laughs> Sorted. Mine is gonna be Don't say Salah, that's boring that. Three nil. You can't say Salah either. Yeah, no, I'm going for the classic of the genre. RCB. RCB. Oh, yeah. I am. <laughs> RCB nearly scored at the weekend as well. Exactly. Couldn't believe it. He's back. I know. Big Joe Mattis will be in for this one with 50 PS, so you're getting no chance on that one. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just going to clip that. <laughs> uh, I, I think our clean sheet run ends. Oh. We, we go back to the old concede first against a shite team. Oh. 
But well, have you got something in for this Saturday, uh, half 12? Ultimately win 4-1. And... I'll let you off. I'm going with... I'm going to go Jota. Yeah, that's a good Jota. one. I like that. Not going to stand. Do you know what? I'm not going to be a complete and utter scumbag and choose a backup option. <laughs> Putting my well, eggs we... in the Diogo basket. And I like that. It's a good prediction. Whoever's left wing on foot mob, yeah. <laughs> when Chamberlain starts left wing. Foot. Hey, he scores against Bournemouth. <laughs> he loves a goal against Bournemouth. We usually beat them 3 0 and Sal scores a hat trick, so the fact none of us can go Sal is a bit annoying, but. I could, but I didn't. And I, I had Nuna. Do we get to our Real Madrid ones as well? Yes. I'll go first. I'm saying 3 0 Liverpool. <laughs> can I say? And I'm naming him. Canate. Canate, 10 minutes into the uh, into the bird about bullets one into the corner. We've kind of got to see if we're going to win. Haven't we? Grabs the ball. Don't need to. I didn't say he was going through. Hang on. Do I say Real Madrid win just so I can like reverse engineer a win? I don't think it works like that. Uh, yeah, but you, you, get, you get half points <laughs> if you get it right instead of double. Just for the greater good. No, you, can um, you can bet on it. Bet on it. Predict it. I'm going to go... So you could go on Liverpool to win 2-1 and ultimately Real Madrid go through. Liverpool look good. You're still a top red. OK, 4-0. Yes. Uh, Nunes. The Darwin Nunes dagger. We'll have to. Blaine's going to say 3-1 Real Madrid. 3-1 Liverpool and Salah. Oh, three, no, 3-1 would be gutting though, wouldn't it? That's brutal, that. Life isn't, you know, a box of chocolates, is it? Can't wait till he names the 2014-2015 <laughs> team that started at the Bernabeu. I actually, I actually have a feeling we might get beat, to be honest. Uh, but I thought I'd go 3-1 because it's not quite getting beat, but it is. No, we probably will, but we are the top red podcast. Only I have strayed away from this. Actually, I will go with us getting beat because then I might reverse Jeez. engineer it. Oh my god! <laughs> George just put one three. No, I'll go, three, one. I'll go two one Madrid, uh, and I'll go with Vinicius Junior. No, you, no, right. <laughs> you, you, if, if you predict Liverpool to score, you have to predict the Liverpool goal scorer. Um, not, not just the first scorer in the game. Okay. Or else I'd have gone with fucking Jefferson Lerma, my Bournemouth <laughs> prediction. <laughs> I'll go salad again then. Yeah, good. I wasn't changing it. I don't even know what I predicted. I can't remember. Remember that messy, messy photo at the Bernabeu when he held his shit? I just need Salah to do like something like that. 4 0. I need that in my life. Dude, what, what do you genuinely think though about the, the game? I think we roll them over. I think we could do it. I don't think we will, but I think we could. I just think they're a, they they will do a proper Ancelotti and just defend the five two rather than try and kill us. Well, they're not as good as the result made them out to be. Let's be no. honest. And we know what went wrong. 
Like so, it 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 was a it was a similar situation where literally every shot went in. There was multiple fuck ups, kind of similar to the United situation. But like, there's no no five two defeat or no seven nil defeat is like you don't get kind of cut apart and conceding point eight xg chance for every goal. Do you get what I mean? Mm. Like. It, it's there's gonna be some finishing variance involved, which is why I didn't understand some of the nonsense I was seeing about the United game. It, it was lucky that you scored. Well, I've never seen a goal a team score seven goals that would walked into the back of the net. You know, um, Villa. <laughs> why you, what, what is there, there's, there's pretty much boy, Joe Gomez literally fucking shepherded them in most of the time. <laughs> Shit house. Well, about Adrian diving the wrong way for the yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, both of them together should, got, be, should be in the Hague. You've got he might actually he usually comes back out Adrian for a Madrid game, so that is a possibility. But um, so, yeah, I, I so I, I don't know. Listen, the, the Real Madrid are different when it comes to mentality power, and all that. Yeah, a, they are different when it comes to mentality and all that stuff. So I don't know whether the fact we've had these comebacks in the past. Yeah, expected higher power. <laughs> I don't. I don't know whether the fact we've had these comebacks in the past will play on the mind in any way. Have um, we done it away? Have we done it away? No. But remember we that have put, we have put four past them in the burn about though. Remember away. that? Um, have we? No, we haven't. That was our own shit. But remember that uh, Juventus game they played when Michael Oliver stole it at the end. They were, had a three-goal lead away at Juventus, and Juventus were three 0 up. Chelsea, so. I mean, Chelsea last season were the same, wasn't it? Yeah, that was three goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they still won. This is what I mean. The higher power comes in at the end, and this no, is why. Listen, like they, they are different. They're not going to be crying in the fucking dressing room like Jordi Alba was, you know. But at the end of the day, I think we're capable of doing it. But we'll need things to go our way. I just like they need the things to go their way in the five-two. Like oh. Klopp being not a complete little bozo. Oh, come on, Josh. What, what, what's all this about today? I know he's not moved today, is he? 7 0. Just go and seven. check the result from the weekend. 7 0. Seven. 7. Just go and tweet 7 0. Get it out of your system. Okay. Not off the pod account. No, it's online. Done. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, listen, it, we're, we're in a shit position, so. Even if we win, I'll be happy. Just keep the momentum going. Um, all in all, imagine we get through though. Yeah, I'm going to change my prediction one more oh. time. I'm going to go four <laughs> 0 Have I just talked you into it? <laughs> yeah, I quite like that four 0 You don't get points if one of your predictions comes true. No, no, no. It's only, only that one. That's about four 0 to Blaine. There's no point otherwise, is there? Well, that's that was my approach. I'm surprised he didn't go um, 4 0 Salah, Jota, Nunez, <laughs> or Gakpo. <laughs> with, with, with the way Josh has done this system, there's no way of me winning the predictions anymore. I feel like it's, you know. There is. But, but what, what, how many points per, per game are you on? Five or something like that? No, 1.875. That is, that is rubbish. Yeah, well, yours is 1.6, so cry me a fucking river. <laughs> But has anyone else double checked these stats? I feel like we just, you know. No. 
I predicted nil nil at Palace as well. And two nil wolves. <laughs> what does that what does that put me? Oh right, now you say that. Oh you're on thirty-six. <laughs> Brilliant, well done. Yeah, no. Well, I mean Yeah. I guess we're gonna have to wait and see with the Real Madrid game. But the predictions are in. The top reds have spoken. Can we do another prediction? Do you think we'll get a uh, top four? You know what? I didn't actually realise how close we were. I think we're. I think the more obvious answer is yes, isn't it? I, it yeah, I, I think we will. We have got um, the week from hell, haven't we? Though coming up. Yeah, the double game week of City and Chelsea away. Oh, and then Arsenal. And then Arsenal. At all. Yeah, I think we absolutely crunch Arsenal. <laughs> It will it would be great if, if I saw, Arsenal I saw, get absolutely ground. I saw that tweet about Arsenal getting the full City title race experience because they got Wolves at home on the last day. <laughs> oh, they've got. Have you seen Arsenal's fixtures? They're grim. They are really grim. Like somehow people are saying that they've just come through a bad period. Jesus Christ! They've got a bad period coming up. They've still got to go to the Etihad. They've got to go to Anfield. It's um, yeah. I still think City will win it, but maybe that's just the oh yeah their child inside of me. They've got a they've got Arsenal, they've got City away, Chelsea at home, Newcastle away, Brighton at home as a front run of four in the yeah. last six games, and they've got to play us as well. It's um heavy. To be fair, if they get through that, they deserve to win the fucking thing. Um, but yeah, so. Probably Thursday next week. Well, we'll do pod admin actually, where we're supposed to do it off air. Um, so yeah, the next pod will be after the Real Madrid game. Hopefully, we'll be in a similar. We'll just be tweeting four nil, just like we're tweeting seven <laughs> nil. Um, and we'll have another famous European night, and we'll be da 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 and into the um. Yeah, those the famous night. European nights at the Bernabeu. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are famous, just not for Real Madrid getting beat. I mean, if we did get through, if you seen who's left in the competition, you might as well just give us the trophy. Yeah, I don't really disagree. I've, I saw 538 have Bayern as the favourites. It's a bit of a grim field this year, which is annoying that we got Real Madrid this early, but hey-ho. But yeah, anyway, thanks for listening. As ever, if you enjoyed, or if you enjoy us, um, give us a nice little rating on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Give us a follow at Top Red Podcast on Twitter because if you listen to this and you don't follow us on Twitter, why not? And yeah, seven now. <laughs>